Oh, yes, all aboard. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. This is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, where we bring you everything from high school sports, NCAA, NFL, NBA, HBCU. It's the train that is building up ahead of steam. So grab your tickets, get on board, enjoy the ride. Let this train take you on a sports journey. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Let's get this train on the track. The Coach's Corner is sponsored by The Health Connection, the best choice for alternative medicine and holistic healing. The Health Connection has two locations in Wichita, Kansas, 1709 West Douglas Avenue and 3101 North Rock Road, Suite 170. And they also have a third location at 1001 North Rose Hill Road in Rose Hill, Kansas. Check them out on the web at thehealthconnection.online or give them a call, 316-841-0003. Back to the show. Choo-choo. Hey, what's happening? It's Rick Thomas with Running the Table, and you already know you are on board the A-Train. Hang on for the ride. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. That's right, count them. Count the days. Monday, Tuesday, and now Wednesday. That's right. What makes this day so special? I will be having a guest riding on my train. I, I don't know what's up with this guy. I, I really don't. I don't know who in their right mind would trust me behind the wheel of a locomotive. But today's guest be none other than my good friend Steve Martin, who trusts me driving a big old locomotive down a track. Y'all pray for that man. He needs help. <laughs> no, I'm glad to have him on because guess what? Today we are going to be looking at the high school state championship games that will be taking place this Saturday and who other than Steve Martin to give me some insight I want to appreciate him in advance so it is a special Wednesday edition of the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Anthony coming up in a few minutes we will have Steve Martin joining us as we Pull up the brackets here and let you know who's going to be playing. So let's just get this train on the track. It's the A Train Podcast. Your host and conductor of the train, Anthony Smith. Well, like I said, welcome in to the A Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor of the train. It's me, Anthony, on a Wednesday. Very rare that I do three in a row, but today is third one in a row. We've covered a lot of topics, and we are getting ready to effort getting Coach Martin on the phone here. As I know, he is elated to be on here. He loves riding. He trusts me with his life on this train. So we're going to get him on the phone here. But welcome to the Wednesday edition of the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. It is the State High School 
football preview. That's right. And there are some games of interest that will be going on. And this is for all, as they say, all the marbles. This is to hoist up that KSHSAA state football trophy in each class from 6A all the way down to 8-man. So we're going to get Coach Martin on the phone here. Hello? Coach Martin. Hey, how are you? Man, I am so elated. I was telling the listening audience that something has to definitely be wrong with you to trust me with your life behind the wheel of a locomotive. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. (laughs) I'm iffy. (laughs) Well, you're 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 strapped in. You got your seatbelt on, so that's the first code of ethics. You have to have a seatbelt on at all times. That way, we don't get ticketed. Of course, I haven't seen one of the locomotive get a ticket for not wearing the seatbelt. So we might be safe on that end. But yeah, I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> once again, welcome in to the A Train Sports Talk podcast on a Wednesday edition. It is the high school football preview for the state title games this Saturday and the difference between this year and last year was no fans to limited fans and I guess full pledged fans this year so coach even though I'm the conductor of the train you're basically going to be the driver because you know more about the team's plan than I will ever know all I know about is the scores that I give on a weekly basis and it for me, it has been a blast to get these scores out. I'm pretty sure some people have been listening, but to just have that insight. So this is like a combination of the coach's corner and the preview show. And the first game of interest is the 6A title game, which will be played at Emporia State University Welch Stadium. And that game is pitting some... Blue Valley schools. You got the Blue Valley Northwest going at 11-1, going up against Derby High School, and we're all too familiar with Derby. Derby got there by shellacking Lawrence High School, which ended their season at 9-2 by the score of 62-28, to and we know Brandon Clark is the coach there. And Blue Valley Northwest, sporting an 11-1 record, got there by defeating Blue Valley West about a score of 35 to seven. So what can you tell us about that game and what to expect from that game? Well, I, I expect, I expect the, the people of uh, Derby to be celebrating the state title. Uh, another one for a four Pete, I believe uh, Saturday night. I, uh, I just think uh, with Dylan Edwards and a defense that prides itself on stopping the run at Derby is going to be enough to slow down the Huskies. You know, it's going to be a, a lot of familiarity. Uh, Clint Ryder, the head coach, is a Blue Valley Northwest guy, but uh, a lot of people, if you don't recognize that name, he was the head coach at Heston um, in 2017, where he led Heston to the state title game. Now, they didn't win that, but, you know, Coach Ryder is a young up-and-coming coach who has just done a masterful job of, of turning around that Blue Valley Northwest program. I mean, four years ago when he started, they went 0-9. So what a fitting way for the seniors at Blue Valley Northwest to to kind of culminate their high school career starting out 0-9 and then playing the last weekend um, in this state title game. It's going to be electric for those guys. But right now, I just the, – the experience of being there and doing that at Derby, I think, will be a real pivotal. And then you have the X factor, and that's Dylan Edwards, probably one of the most electri- electrifying football players that have ever played, yeah, I know, at least in the Wichita area. Absolutely. And the thing about Derby, even outside of getting to this championship game, Derby is one of those programs, if I'm correct, and I don't know if you have experienced it, and I'm pretty sure you have in our years of football, but Derby is that town that's like right outside of Wichita. But you may as well call the town of Derby a little small Texas town because Friday night, football is king in Derby. It's almost like 
if you know any of the hip hop songs from back in the day, the Digital Underground came out with a song that said, "Stop what you're doing," and that's pretty much what happens on Friday nights in Derby, along with that new that newly renovated stadium. So, what is the Derby experience like overall? Well, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. You know, I was fortunate to uh, to have some three good years of really good battles between Heights and Derby when I was a defense coordinator there, and uh, we were lucky uh, enough not to lose to those guys, but that's when you could start seeing Coach Clark and the program start ascending back into the relevance of, of where the old Derby was, you know, and, and so we had some historic matchups. We had some last-second uh heroics uh in 2009 but we were able to go play there in 2010 and we had to beat them twice in 2010 i will tell you some of the best memories i have uh, as a coach is playing at derby because the atmosphere is second to none it's exactly what you want your kids to experience you want your kids to have those peak life experiences and be able to play in front of a crowd like that and um you know if it's a big game and you're you're able to be competitive with them. That is such a fun atmosphere to play in now. And they uh, they let you hear about it, win or lose, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Absolutely. So basically, Derby right now is basically a dynasty going on as we speak right now. So if you had to make a prediction, Blue Valley Northwest, well, before you make that prediction, what can Derby expect from Blue Valley Northwest? Well, you're going to see you're going to see a bounce attack. I think Blue Valley Northwest uh, they rely on their quarterback, a bigger kid. I think he's a he's going to play baseball, I believe, at Nebraska uh, on a Division One scholarship, and they have a very good running back in the name of Stubblefield. And uh, I think you're going to see a, a team that tries to keep Derby um, on their heels, not knowing a lot of run pass situations. So I, I think the real matchup is is going to be is can Blue Valley North West slow down. Uh, the running tag of Derby. And I just, with those five seniors up front for Derby, I just don't see it happening. I, I think Derby controls this game, and it might be close in the first quarter, but I think as those big guys up front for Derby start wearing up, I think Edwards starts really, really separating this game. I, I really don't see this as being too close of a game. So your prediction then? Derby huge. Derby huge. No, no points, just Derby huge, huh? I, I think it's at least three scores. All right. Well, next up, we go to Class 5A. And that game will be played on the historic site at Pittsburgh State University, Carney Smith Stadium. A lot of good football memories there, state title games, as well as Pittsburgh State University. You cannot separate Pittsburgh State from the name Dennis Francione. You would agree, right? Absolutely. I mean, he made that place. Absolutely. So let's see what we have coming up for this title game. We have Mill Valley, and I'm looking at the Keisha website. So they have them, Shawnee hyphen Mill Valley High School with a record of 10 and 1. And they got to the game by defeating St. Thomas Aquinas, which is usually a perennial power in the state of Kansas beating them 35 to 19 and they will be taking on and it, it is tough for me to say this but hats off to them Mays High School and I'm going to tell you why come it was tough for me to say this because once the Wichita schools didn't get there Capen was the last straw and I'm like Wichita is starving for a football champion. I don't care if it's 6A or 5A, which, by the way, you guys will be going to 6A next year, so looking forward to some Wichita Northwest Derby matchups. But Capen was the last hope, so I guess we will have to hang our hats on Mays High School. And congratulations to Mays High School. But Mays got there by beating, well, squeaking out a victory over Capen by the score of 22-21. to Something tells me that game probably went down as an instant classic. So, Mays High School, 10 and 2, going up against Mill Valley High School, 11 and 1. That should be, in the words of good old JR, Jim Ross, that should be a good slobber knocker. Coach, weigh in. 
Well, it's it's a game that we're very familiar with, and uh, it's a team that Maze is playing that I am very, very familiar with. And so, you know, you look at the two strength and weakness of the team, you look at a Mill Valley team that basically had replaced almost every starter from the state title team of last year and the year before. Um, you know, the past two years, Mill Valley was kind of the same way as they were this year, two years ago. When we first played them, they were relying on a bunch of kids that hadn't got a lot of varsity experience. Um, but what you're starting to see in the cycle of what Joel Appleby's doing is I, I, I think Joel is one of the best coaches in the state of Kansas right now, small class or big, um, for what he's done with that program in, in a short amount of time. But um, what you're going to see is you're going to team that plays extremely disciplined and they're going to play, play very, very good defense. And, um, you know, so what you're going to do is you're going to see basically the matchup of of Mill Valley's defense versus the one and only Avery Johnson. And, uh, you know, Avery Johnson is kind of making his name for himself. They're here towards the latter part of the season where you didn't hear too much about him statistics wise, but, you know, when you're able to watch Avery play, he is putting that town of maze on his back and he is just willing those guys to win. Um, you know, last week when Capen scored to go ahead 21, 14 with a minute 30 left, I know there are people going game over. And that is not the case. Avery did such an amazing job and a couple of wide receivers got loose for him, but you know, that's what you're going to see. But here's what I will tell you. Mill Valley will know exactly what Avery's doing. Every time he lines up, they are an extremely disciplined football team. And I think the difference is going to be Mill Valley's offense. I think is going to be a lot more effective on offense than they, than the May's offense is going to be against Mill Valley's defense. I think this is going to be a great game. I just have to give Mill Valley edge simply because they've been there and they've done that. Um, but I will tell you, this is the one pick that you could just flip a coin 10 times and you're going to get six out of four, seven and three for both teams. So it's going to be a good one. This is a game that I'll be tuned into because I think it's the most, one of the most intriguing games um, there is Saturday. Okay. Once again, this game will be played. All games will be played at 1 PM with the exception of the eight man games because they will be doing a double hitter in Newton at Fisher Field, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Now, what we're going to do, we're moving to 4A, and there are some there are some good teams in 4A. And though that title game will be played at Topeka Hummer Sports Park Football Stadium in Topeka, Kansas. And we are now pulling up the teams that will be playing for that state title. And I cannot say how much appreciative I am that Coach Martin is on with me again on the A-Train Sports Talk podcast, taking time out of his busy schedule, especially the day before Thanksgiving. And because he's doing that, after we do 4A, I'm going to take a break, but I'm also letting him put in a plug for his Black Friday sale. How about that? But we have St. James Academy. Coming in with an 8-4 and four record. And the way they got there was by dominating Bishop Miage by the score of 42-19. to 19. And they will be putting their record online against one of these area schools. And we know too much about them. Coming in with the 11-1 record. And they doubled up on Bueller High School by the score of 42-21. We're talking about a team that's basically 10 minutes up the road, Kellogg going eastbound, Andover Central High School. Coach, floor is yours. Well, um, you know, I think we're all pretty familiar with Andover Central. You know, I know they got the transfer quarterback from uh, Capen and Kai Coons, um, who we had the liberties of playing uh, last year um, in the quarterfinals. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a Andover Central team that's been, been very consistent. Coach Tuttle has done just an amazing job since he, uh, taken over that program. I think they've been in the state title game now twice, uh, since he's, since he's gotten there. But here's the issue. He's running in into an EKL power, um, both times and he's running into a St. James Academy team that, uh, is used to playing 6A quality football teams. Um, this St. James team, uh, lost uh, to this Blue Valley Northwest team that's playing Derby in the state title game by small, small uh, window. 
This is the same team that St. James Academy decimated uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, what you're going to see, though, you're going to see a balanced attack from uh, St. James Academy. They have a couple receivers that have closed in on the 1,000-yard mark. They have a 1,000-yard rusher, and, you know, they've been there, done that too, just like Mill Valley. They've been in the state title game, um, you know, strength of schedule, uh, besides uh, playing Bueller um, the other day in the, in the semis. Um, you really kind of look in the strength of schedule and the weather team, uh, really, really the, t- the scale is really tilted for St. James Academy. They, uh, they definitely have played the toughest schedule and I think their kids are battle tested. It's, I think it's going to be a good game, but I think the, uh, the schedule, the strength of schedule will, will be seen, um, in this game. And I think uh, that gives the edge to, uh, St. James Academy. St. James Academy, because I've, been kind of tracking him and I'm like who is St. James so for those who are listening and maybe this name St. James Academy sounds kind of foreign to some people I mean we know about like St. Thomas Aquinas but just who is St. James and where have they come from these past few years so uh, St. James Academy is uh, I, I want to say they're less than 15 20 years old and they're right outside of out in the Shawnee area um, you know, up in the Kansas City area, they're a private Catholic school up there. You have the three private Catholic schools in Bishop Miege, and you have St. Thomas Aquinas, and then you have St. James Academy. And really, St. James Academy is known for some amazing volleyball. I think uh, their volleyball programs have really won some state titles. But uh, Tom Radke is the coach up there, and he has just done an amazing job of, of putting this sleeper program together. And, you know, this, this team was able to beat Miege twice. And they beat St. Thomas Aquinas. So right now, you know, out of the private Catholic schools up in Kansas City area, uh, St. James Academy is is where it's at right now. You know, defending 4A state champs, uh, beat Arc City last year um, quite easily. And um, now you're sitting there seeing them get ready to play an Andover Central team that's coming in hot. So I I just, you know, I I just think I like the experience. I like the schedule uh, that St. James Academy plays. And I just think they're more battle-tested. All right. So what we're going to do, we're going to pause right here. But before we go into this break, Coach, you have a big event coming up. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we have a we have a huge, uh, huge event coming up in me and my wife's business. Um, you know, we, we have a we have the availability to uh, be able to help people go to any travel destinations they want to. We have a way to help people lose weight and feel better and look better and experience the world. And we're having a huge Black Friday event up to 75% off some of the best skincare, nutrition, and travel deals um, out there. And uh, those will be going for 36 hours starting uh, 10 a.m. on uh, Black Friday. And so if you are looking for, especially the males, I'll tell you, that as, as a guy that never knows what to buy those, that, that wife, um, little items, stocking stuffers, or for your daughters, or uh, maybe that mother-in-law, you have no idea what to buy, but you know, we actually have these gift sets that are in all different price sets that range from 20 bucks all the way up to a hundred bucks. So we have a lot of things that are out there for people and, uh, you know, just reach out to us on a uh, private message on Facebook or whatever, and we can help you out. We can get the shopping done for you instead of you going and running the last day before Christmas to go buy that gift. So you don't get in trouble uh, by that spouse, man. We will absolutely <laughs> help you out, man. Cause I've been there, done that. And me, I would probably be a little bit more interested in the weight loss cost. I'm still trying to lose the weight. I'm pretty sure you've seen me on Facebook at gym. So uh, anything to help kickstart the rest of this weight loss journey? Yes, I definitely need to know about that. And what I'm going to ask that you do is go ahead and send me that link because I am going to put it in my description at the conclusion of this uh, podcast. That way the link will be on my page as well, too, because I know it's on your page. But put it on my page because you can never get out there enough so what i'm going to do we're going to go into a break and when we come back we're going to look at 3a and run this baby on out so stay tuned a train sports talk podcast your host anthony smith The Coach's Corner.
Corner is sponsored by The Health Connection, the best choice for alternative medicine and holistic healing. The Health Connection has two locations in Wichita, Kansas, 1709 West Douglas Avenue and 3101 North Rock Road, Suite 170. And they also have a third location at 1001 North Rose Hill Road in Rose Hill, Kansas. Check them out on the web at thehealthconnection.online or give them a call 316-841-0003. Back to the show. Choo-choo. Hi, this is Tracy, host of the Moonstar Podcast, and you are listening to A-Train. Buckle up, baby, and enjoy the ride. Woo! Welcome back to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. It's a combination going on here. It's the State High School Preview Show, along with the Coach's Corner. And we want to welcome back. Like I say, this man trusts me with his life behind the wheel of a locomotive. My good friend, my brother, Coach Steve Martin. And before we left, going into the break, we were talking about his business. And uh, I told him I'm more interested in the weight loss. Of course, I might need to get some for the mistress that I plan on putting a ring on her finger. Oh, there you go. Congrats. So I plan on making that big announcement or making that proposal by Christmas. So. Well, there you go, man. Congrats or or good luck. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. We'll man. take both of them and God's blessings. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing this preview show and we've looked at 6A, 5A, 4A. And I do have a question to ask you. As you mentioned, St. James Academy, they played 6A caliber schedule. Are there any 4A schools that could actually make a seismic jump from 4A to Class 6A? Because I noticed there are some reshuffling in the classifications. Like, I know that uh, your school, along with, I believe, Heights, is making a jump back up to 6A. And what are the ramifications for all these moves? What is it based on? Is it based on a ten, uh, school attendance? Uh, what, what is that based on that determines whether you're in 4A, 5A, or 6A? And there lies the confusion of every citizen in the state of Kansas on classifications. Well, it's a, uh, it, it's a weird deal. So when you get classified in Kansas, you count on September 21st, you count every freshman, and senior in your building and by that number that number gives you your total classification for every sport except for football and so what they do then for football is on september 21st they take your freshman your sophomore and your junior enrollment numbers and that gives you a two-year guesstimate of what your school population is going to be because we schedule for two years in football and every other sport is one year and so for us, you know, we our freshman class that came in this year was quite extremely a lot bigger than in the past. And that's what got us up in the 6A ranks again. And so, you know, schools, you ask the question of what teams, you know, could make that jump like that. Well, you know, the St. Saint, the Saint Thomas Aquinas's um, actually uh, are moving down to 4A. But, yeah. you know, with enrollment-wise, Bishop Miege and St. Thomas or St. James Academy and St. Thomas Aquinas all could play six, a football and compete. That is no question in my mind. Um, those guys would be able to come up in five, a and six, a and compete because that's where most of them already were, you know, uh, Bishop Miege, um, seven years ago was in five, a football, you know? So, um, I don't think those guys would, would blink an inch going from six, a or five, a. So, you know, those are the things that I would see and say. And, and since we're on there, then we'll get into the three A uh, uh, game. But since we're into that in competition wise, because we've had this conversation before, what's the likelihood? Because there is a school here in the city of Wichita. I believe they're a three A powerhouse. They reside out there on uh, East Central. Uh, I think they go by the name of 
the Spartans. How would they fare playing against Sea League competition, like against a Northwest, Capen, Bishop Carroll? Talking about collegiate. Um, you know, I that's that's hard to say. I I mean, I don't I don't want to essentially knock their talent and the quality athletes they have, but you know, that was a team that lost to a Cheney. Um, I think I think they would be okay in the bottom half of the city, but I don't think um, longevity that they would be able to compete with the top echelon of of AVCTL Division One or um, the City League. I, I really don't see that. I think I think they would struggle against even um, some of our middle tier teams like the Heights of the world. I think I think it's just a different ball game. I. I, I, I can't put my finger on why it's different up in the King City area, why it'd be the Wichita area, but I do know the west, the east side of town is very saturated with private schools, with Wichita Independent, uh, Wichita Trinity, um, Capon, and them. And then you have the option of going to Heights, Southeast, um, you know, East is over there, North is over there. I, you know, you can skip and jump out to the, uh, Andover school district right there, you know, and, yeah. and even the circle school district. So I just think you have a lot of options that people can go to where that would cause them not be able to compete. Okay. Well, now we're getting back into these, this bracket here and we're looking at three, a, and that game will be played at Hutchison community college. Nice stadium out there. Nice venue. Yeah, absolutely. I remember my days of going there, and I'm like, they would have to wait till my days are over, and now they decide to upgrade the stadium. But it's it's a nice stadium and worthy of what they house there on any given Saturday. Those We used to call them the Blue Dragons. Now they just call them the Dragons, I guess, because they were more than just blue. Anyway, looking at Frontenac and they're coming in with a ten and two record, and they got there by dominating by the score. Looking at by dominating Holton, who was previously undefeated, and those are the games you hate to really see because you know it's the situation where someone has to win, but unfortunately someone has to lose, and you hate to get that close. But they knocked off Holton by the score of thirty-two to thirteen, and they will be taking on. Another school whose name is very synonymous, and this was a battle of unbeaten. It was Andale High School knocking off southeast of Saline High School to advance. So they come in with a 12-0 record after winning that game 37-16. to So how do you see this game between Frontenac and Andale going? Well, I think my alma mater, Andale Rolls, I uh... – I think those guys, um, you know, they're riding a 37-game winning streak out there. Um, I think Coach Schmidt has uh, got those guys um, playing the best football uh, they've ever played out there right now. I think they are absolutely rolling. Um, but I see Frontenac giving them a little bit of a test. Uh, Frontenac, you know, a lot of people don't know this. One of their losses came to a, a very good Oklahoma program in Coweta. And, uh, you know, Mark Smith, uh, if you don't know the Smith family, Mark Smith is the son of legendary coach Chuck Smith, who coached the Pittsburgh Colgan dynasty and juggernaut mm -hmm. out there in 2A football. And so Mark's got a lot of experience. Mark played uh, quarterback for his dad and never lost a high school game. And then he went on to have an amazing career at Pitt State where he was an All-American. And uh, I, I just think it's a different ball game. I think Andell is going to be packing the house at Hutch, um, very like Derby. I think if if Derby is the number one Texas-like town, I think Andale's right there behind them at number two. Um, growing up in that community, I know if you need to go rob a house, you need to go on a Friday night because chances are no one's <laughs> going to be in town. It's going to be pitch dark. So, you know, I just I just see the Indians rolling at, you know, basically Hutch 20 minutes down the road. I, I just see the Indians winning their uh, – Man, I think it might be their third in a row, I think. I think they're going for a three-peat, I think. Right. So, uh, programming, note, think. programming note, we are not promoting robbing houses. But <laughs> if you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you were. If uh, you were, right. Saturday afternoon would be a good time to go to Derby or Andal. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just, 
I think the Indians are just going to be too much for Frontenac. Frontenac's uh, got an amazing program, and they're, you're just with Mark Smith at the helm. You just people need to understand that name is going to be around. But I just I think the Indians out at Andale are just going to roll. And you say that Frontenac team played a very good school out of Oklahoma, and you you got my attention because the town that you mentioned and it is pronounced different ways. My mom is from that town. Okay. And you said Coweta, and some people say Coweta. So it just depends on how you want to say it. But well, I do. You know, ex- that's just that, that's just a country bumpkin saying it, man. I'm a I'm a country <laughs> graduate, you know. So I don't know. It's probably Coweta. I have no idea. I mean, I've heard Coweta, Coweta, Coweta. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm just pronouncing it. You know, if I don't know how to say it, I'm just sounding it out. Coweta. <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, it's been pronounced that way. But hey, like I said, it got my attention. My mom, rest in peace. That's her hometown, and oh, she end up end up going to school. Uh, I believe at manual training in Muskogee, Oklahoma. Oh, and we know about Muskogee. Muskogee produced one of the all time great quarterbacks in Wichita State football history. God rest his soul, Prince McJunkins. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is some good football in area. So mm-hmm. you say. If you had to make a prediction, you would probably I'm going go to Andel. Andel, Andel by two scores. Andel by two scores. All right, then. So we have Andel by two scores. And I do pick up a trace of a little bit of – you said that's your alma mater? That's my alma mater. Uh, so a, a little bit of Andel bias. And, and once well, again, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I would say I would say a bigger – I would say a bigger score. I just don't want to jinx my hometown. So Absolutely. So once again, this game here will be, it's the 3A title game. It will be played at HCC Gowans Stadium for the 3A state title. Now, next one, Class 2A. This game will be played at Salina USD, number 305 District Stadium. And this is for the 2A title game. And in this game, we have undefeated Rossville who pretty much boat raced Silver Lake High School without the running yep. clock, beating them 36-8. to eight. Yeah. So they come in undefeated, and they will be taking on a school who has tradition as well, too. And they were in a more closely contested, more battle-tested game. Beloit overcomes Kingman High School, handing them their first loss of the season. By the score of twenty-two to nineteen, so Beloit comes in with a nine and three record, taking on an undefeated Rossville High School twelve and zero. Let me tell you, Anthony. I hate to say this, Coach Gober is a good friend of mine. He's up at Beloit, and they have no chance of slowing down the Horak kid at quarterback. Um, the dogs of Rossville are going to roll. This is going to be the most. This will be the biggest lopsided game of all Saturday. Um, I just Rossville is undefeated when a Horax at quarterback. I just do not see this being a game. I uh, Rossville is impressive. Um, you know, I just I just do not see this going voting very well for the Boy Trojans. Well, I I, I want to say you know more about this than I do. The only thing I can hang my hat on if these games are any. We're near like what some of these NFL games have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There might be some games where we say we didn't see that coming. Yeah. Yeah. But- I mean, yeah, absolutely. I hope so. I mean, Coach Gober's a good dude. I love him to death. But I'm just telling you, this, this Rossville team, they just, it's a different animal. It's a, it's a different animal than what they've been seeing in their league. Um, up there in North Central Canada, it's that uh, these guys are. It's uh, I hope I'm wrong, but I just that war on 24, that Silver Lake Rossville in in 2A football it used to be the old 3A that is either Silver Lake or Rossville playing for that state title. And here's a little tidbit: the last time Beloit played in a state title game was 2017 against Silver Lake, and it was a six to seven touchdown game. It was not close. So. I, I hate to put that juju on them, but I just I just don't see this being a game. I really don't. Well, all right. You heard it first from Coach Martin, and we're going to see – we're going to be giving you the 
aftermath of these games as well, too. So now we move on up the road to Forte State University, Lewis Field, where the Class 1A game will be played. And, you know, as I'm going through this, it just keeps reminding me that after this Friday, high school football season is over. It seemed like it just went by extremely fast. But yeah, time time flies when you're having fun, brother. Absolutely. So here's what we have shaping up in one A. Opie High School brings in their twelve and zero record after disposing of Centralia by the score of twenty eight to six, and they will be going up against another undefeated school. And what's unique about this? This undefeated school beat a previously undefeated school. Emmon High School comes in at 12-0 after a hard-fought battle against Cedric High School, winning that game by the final of 26-21. So you have a battle of two undefeateds, and this is one of those games you, you hate to keep sounding cliches, but someone is going to end their season undefeated, and someone is going to walk away with tears after suffering that first defeat. Coach, how do you see this one going? Well, I uh, this, this game and the Mill Valley Maze game, I think are going to be two of the closest games throughout the state of Kansas this Saturday. And, you know, Inman played uh, a very tough Cedric team. And, you know, you, you look at that game, and a lot of people will tell you that Cedric dominated that game, and Inman got some breaks late and uh, made just a few more plays at the end to, to win that game. So, um, but you got to look at Opie and what Coach Schmidt has done out there. They have, you know, won previous uh, state titles. They, they won it last year. I, I think this is intriguing now. I think Inman uh, has the ability to spread the ball out and uh, throw the ball, and I don't know if Opie has kind of seen uh, that kind of throwing attack that uh, – that Inman is able to do. Now, Inman has a very good running game, but what has separated them is their ability to throw the ball and playing a very stiff defense. I think at one time, I think going into week eight, actually, no, going into the week eight game against Smith Center, they had only given up three points all year. So um, Coach Sawyer has done a remarkable job of turning around the Teutons, and I think this is Inman's first ever appearance in the state title game. So, um I don't know. I think the Teutons got some magic. I think, I think Inman is a team of destiny, and I think uh, this game's going to be settled within a touchdown. I, I I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to put my. Uh, I'm going to give Inman the nod here. I'm going to say the uh, the team of destiny is going to get it done again. So I think the orange and black of Inman is going to bring home their first ever state title game, and it's going to be a close one. And is there a possibility? You might want to say maybe overtime. I, I I think this thing, uh, I think this is going to be close. I think this is going to be the closest game out there um, besides that Mays Mill Valley game. So I definitely am intrigued. I will have, I'll have one screen uh, definitely on the Mill Valley Mays game, and I will be tuning in this game because I think this is going to be a good football game. All right. Now here's where things get interesting. <laughs> all the other games start at 1 o'clock, but, if you can't make it to none of those games, you may as well travel up the road to Newton, Kansas. And if you've never been to an eight-man game, well, guess what? You'll get to see two for the price of one because games that will be played at Newton Fisher Field, one athletic park drive in Newton, Kansas. First is the eight-man division one. And in that game, and I've heard a lot about this school. Kenton Galva against Little River. And Little River comes out as the victor in that game. So they're coming in with a 12-0 and record after getting by Little River. Are y'all ready for this score right here? Some may think this is a misprint or some may think I'm reading a basketball score. But this is a football score. By the final of 76 to 68. Yet and still, that's still not the highest scoring game in the state of Kansas. I've had the opportunity to have Matt Fowler on, 
who played in the highest scoring game. But that will be for another topic. They will be taking on another undefeated school. And I guess this game will be considered low scoring. If there's any such thing as low scoring in eight man. They will be taking on Meade High School, who overcame Hill City by the score of 48 to 34. So, Coach, how do you see this one going? I have no clue. <laughs> we just know there's going to be a, we know there's going to be a lot of points, though. Tell you. Here's what I'll tell you. I know Little River uh, back in the 90s uh, had a lot of success in men's football and women's basketball. Um, I think Little River was one of the first basketball dynasties out there um, in the late to mid 90s. Um, they had two a twin sister duo that was absolutely amazing. Um, but I do know some history about Mead. I was good friends with their uh, previous head coach and Scott Moser, who won a couple of state titles out there when they were uh, a 2A football school. So Little River and uh, Mead High School. You know what? I'm going to go with the Little River Redskins. Uh, Redskins. I love offense, as you know. And so I'm going to go with the 80. The team that scored in the 70s, I'm, I'm going to just – I have no idea about either team. I'm going to say the Redskins at, at uh, Little River get the win. Okay. And that will lead us into our next game. And that game will be at 11 o'clock. And it will be followed by the eight-man Division Two, And we have in that game, looks like Axtell coming in undefeated after getting by. Kensington Thunder Ridge, who was previously undefeated, and basically they said thanks for coming as they disposed of them <laughs> on their home field by the score of 46 to 0. And they will bring their undefeated record into championship play against Wheatland Grinnell High School, who comes in with an 11 and 1 record after disposing of Victoria High School by the final of 42-13. And I've heard Wheaton Grinnell's name thrown around a few times. I've also heard Axtell. And from what I've heard, these two schools are powerhouse schools in eight-man division two. So, Coach, how do you see this one going? I see it's Axtell big. Um, I think in eight-man division two, the two names that I always hear are Axtell and Hanover. And uh, Axel beat Hanover earlier in the season. I think they beat him twice. And I think Axel rolls. I think Axel brings another state title home. All right. Well, you've heard the predictions. You've heard the breakdowns. I couldn't have done this by myself. So I am extremely appreciative, especially the day before Thanksgiving, that I'm able to have my good friend and brother on coach steve martin and let's get that right it's coach steve martin not steve martin the comedian but i'm pretty sure <laughs> he can tell some jokes though yeah. <laughs> a, a coach has to be able to tell jokes especially when you deal with teenage high school football players so i'm pretty sure you got a few you can tell or some good stories that make people laugh but coach yeah I'm, i definitely want to say thank you I'm extremely appreciative. I want to say to you and your family, have a happy and prosperous Thanksgiving. And don't forget to send me that link because I'm also going to post it in my description. But once again, Coach Steve Martin in the Coach's Corner along with the High School State Preview. Coach, thanks once again. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. It was good. All right, we'll have to do this again. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Bye. All right. Once again, that was Coach Steve Martin, Northwest High School football coach, whose team had a very successful season, had a few speed bumps along the way, but it made them into the team that they were. They overcame. They just came up a little bit short. But Steve Martin, what can you say? When I need him, he's right there. So he's definitely one of my best passengers. Uh, probably reach out to Western Sharks here shortly within the weeks to come, get a recap on their season because his team was actually one of the teams 
that Coach Martin said, be on the lookout for. And they were within one, two points of actually playing for a 5A state title. So I'm definitely going to try to reach out to Coach Weston Sharks, get his perspective on the season, and hopefully I can hear from my good buddy, Matt Fowler. But that is going to bring this train to a halt. Uh, hope you have enjoyed this. Uh, I'm not sure if I said on my last podcast that I'll probably be doing the best of. I'm not sure if I'll even be doing that because I was able to get this one in. So to those of you who are listening to this podcast, I want to say have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your loved ones. Those of you who can't be around, give them a call. Talk to them on Facebook Messenger, Zoom call. This is family time. Enjoy family. Be thankful for the life that you have. Even if it isn't the best, just be thankful that you're living. So until the next time, have a blessed Thanksgiving. And I will probably see you again on Friday. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, bringing the train into the station. It's good weather and palm trees. Back in the day, you were everything I need. But then along came a time when you crushed my dreams Oh yeah, you played me like a fool When you made me believe that the line between love Wasn't thick enough to read Oh yeah, you see we in the spare crime everywhere You're selling false hope cause you just don't care Nah, uh, you just don't care Nah, 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 you just don't, just don't care uh, You just don't, still selling false hope cause you just don't care House, 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 feel me If we talking to a uniform